the truth of the matter is a lot of people in the workplace have enemies. But just imagine with me. Imagine with me what your company would be like if you had less enemies and more colleagues in the workplace. It would be a better place to work. You probably won't even won't need a bigger salary because you'll be so happy working with that person. Hi, this is Kiko Mabilog and you are listening to Workaholic, a podcast that helps professionals escape burnout and experience growth in their careers. Thanks for joining us today. Hey everyone, it's a rainy Friday here today while I'm recording this. Uh, Bagyo Kiko is in town. I am not super proud of that. One of those days that I hate my name, but my name is Kiko Mabilog. You are listening to Workaholic, a podcast that helps professionals to escape burnout and to experience growth in their careers. And today what we're doing is we're going into part three of this conversation that we are having about work conflict and how to have good work conflict. If you haven't listened to the last two episodes that we've been talking about work conflict, I encourage you to check it out and, and, and you know backtrack a little bit back listen a little bit and listen to that there was a lot of really good stuff that we talked about and the idea that we're really jumping on here is that work conflict that good work conflict for that matter can actually bring a lot of benefits into the workplace that was the conversation that we had in the first week in the second week we talked about the one ingredient that will ensure that work conflict you know, does not go sideways, that it remains to be good conflict because there is such a thing as good conflict and bad conflict. Um, Bad conflict is when you attack the person rather than the idea. Bad conflict is when you get personal instead of being professional. Bad conflict is when you start to think that someone is attacking you instead of sharpening your idea. And all of these things really come from a standpoint where there's really no respect going on. Or at least for that matter, that respect is not communicated well. And so we talked about how we can, you know, communicate that respect in, in a more in a more effective way. And if you wanna check that out, you can check that out in week two of this conversation. Now, today we are talking about checking your motive. Checking your motive. And th- why are we talking about this? Because this is the one strategy that you have to have in your arsenal. In order to provide checks and balances whenever conflict is, you know, in jeopardy, that you're in, you know, you're in the risk of moving from a good conflict to bad conflict. And this, these thoughts are coming from the book Crucial Conversations, a book that was written by uh, Patterson, Granny, Macmillan, and Switzler. I just read their names of the book, obviously, because I'm still reading that book, but it's been so helpful. I've been applying this in the workplace and many of the principles that I realized that were that were things that I was doing, you know, was a confirmation that I, you know, I was in, in the, right, the right track. And it's such a good book. And one of the things that the authors talk about in the book, how if you're trying to have cru- crucial conversations and you're trying to have these good conflicts in, in the workplace, that it's important for us to check our motive. You know, there's a story of two sisters who went over to Disneyland and their dad who was with them. And during that trip that they had to Disneyland, these two sisters were gulping down soda nonstop. Uh, we went to Disneyland a couple of times as a family and I understand where they're coming from because it's such a huge place. 
you need to hydrate a lot and they were just you know gulping down sodas and water and all of that and when they got back to the hotel these two sisters went straight for the bathroom together because they both had to go to the bathroom and they started arguing about who was going to go first one sister would say i need to go worse so i have to go first and then the sister would say how do you know that because is there a way for you to measure how bad you need to go to the bathroom and there's just this back and forth and then the dad walked in the into the hotel room and he saw the sisters fighting and so he got in between the both of them and said there was the only way to settle this the only way to settle this is if you're going to talk it over and decide who's going to go first and so this conversation went on for a really long time and later on the dad heard a big flush and he was scared because one of the sisters might have been flushed down the toilet no that's not what the story said but there was a flush and then there was a second flush and the two sisters went and it had been for a, a certain period i don't remember like how long it was but it was a long time and so when the sisters walked out the dad basically told them you know how much time you could have saved if someone just gave way and that was such a big eye opener for me because i realized that in the workplace we have these conversations so many times with so many people where there's conflicts bad conflicts anyways where we start attacking the person or we keep on you know going back to the same issue whether they're big um, some when sometimes they're not really even big issues they're really minor issues that really won't make a big difference for the whole company or that matter and so in many times that this happens according to the book of crucial conversations this happens because what usually occurs is that two parties or more forget what the real goal is we talk a lot about you know having goals as a company and it's good that we set goals but the big problem for many companies is not that they don't have goals it's that they forget the goals and in crucial conversations and in conflict those are the best times for people to forget their goals because in these moments we only think about who's right who's going to win the argument who's going to go first who has to go worse who has the better idea who's going to get the budget and all of these things that really from the perspective of growing professionally and experiencing more growth as a company and as individuals don't really matter in the long term i mean think about the who's right conversation so who's right in this argument does it really matter you see i realized today that so many people today put more emphasis on who's right rather than putting emphasis on what's right what's right for the company what's right when it comes to what are we trying to achieve here and these are important conversations to have these are important things to ponder on because what it really does is it helps us check our motive checking our motive basically is taking a step back and asking yourself the question what do i really want what do i really want out of this conversation what is my goal here what is my goal really to help you know sometimes we we talked about that last week you know i'm i'm just try to communicate that um you know i i want to help you out and all of that but see if that's not really your motive then week 2 just goes down the drain if you're that's why we talked about respect that it, it it has to come from a place of respect because what's your motive really when you're when you're not coming from a place of respect it really comes from a selfish motive it comes from a motive where you're really just looking towards your own and conflict will never be good in that sense 
And when we don't get good conflict, we don't grow. And so we think that we're actually protecting our reputation, that we're actually, you know, setting ourselves up for promotion. But what we're actually doing is we're just dragging ourselves down. We have so many qualms against these people who, who, who leverage on work politics. But it's so easy for us to forget that work politics exists because we also allow work politics to happen in our own backyard. And I say that, again, as much as possible with, in the most loving way possible. If you're here and your workplace is, has a lot of politics, I, I encourage you to check your motive first and ask yourself the question, are you the kind of person who is also trying to walk the talk? I realized today that that uh, integrity is such a big aspect, and it's such a, it's such an important part of healthy organizations, healthy teams, and healthy professions. Because without it, we're really just people who are fooling ourselves. You know, the the big problem with the workplace today happens when our motives and our expressions don't match. When we say that we want one thing, but truly the desire of our hearts is a completely different thing. And that's why I love working with honest people. Even if they're not perfect, even if they make mistakes, even if they don't have the best motives, but at least they're honest about it. And what it does is it, it puts us in a position to to improve our, ourselves and to you know check our hearts and say that you know I need to realign in these motives. You know, in the years that I've worked with uh, the company Team Positive, you know, getting to work with these people who you know started with nothing. I love working with them. Why? Because they're the people who are most willing to learn and most willing to adjust. And to, and to pivot so that they can work towards the betterment of the team and themselves. Because when you ask them the question, what do you really want? They'll be honest with you. No question for everyone here today. What do you really want? Think about the time that you had the conflict. Maybe you were fresh out of conflict. I know it's probably a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what time you're listening to this. But think about it this way. There's a very big chance that in the last seven days, you had conflict with someone at work. Or at least, you know, false harmony where... There was a conflict waiting to happen, but you did not say anything. How did you respond? How did you respond? Did you run away from the conflict? Did you respond in a in a not so good way? Well, no judgment here, my friends. There is a way for you to fix that. The good news. I don't want to dwell on, you know, you should have done this, you should have done that. That's not really what I'm trying to go at here because there's really no point in doing that. What I really want to point out is, what are you going to do about it next? And I hope that the next thing that you're going to do about this is check your motive. What do you really want out of this conversation? Secondly, and more importantly, I think, in some level, is what is your colleague's motive? What do they really want? See, the problem with bad conflict is that it many times comes from a place of assumption. That, itong per, itong workmate ko kasi is just you know pushing his idea kasi he wants to be the superstar so niya kasi siya yung bida pero how do you know that are you really sure that that's the motive of the person ito kasi naghahanap lang ng quota I mean, way to increase their sales quota but is that really their motive niya kasi mukhang pera eh pero sometimes just you know take, take a step back and ask, ask yourself why, why does this person want more money could be that this person has more mouths to feed than you could be that this person has debts to pay off. Could be that this person really just needs that win because they've been going through some problems. I, I don't know. I mean, there's just no way to assume that. But going the same way, it's also very dangerous, even more dangerous to assume that this person is doing it out of bad intentions. Now, I understand that as human beings, we do f fall into this 
level of depravity. And as as a Christian, I believe that there are usually instances in our in our hearts and our minds that we do fall into this sinful nature where we want selfish things. I get that. I understand that completely. But do you understand that? Do you realize that just as this person needs help in this area, maybe you need help in that area as well? Checking of motives. And I'm not even saying this because you just want to prove that this person has a bad motive. The point of checking someone's motive is not to prove who's right or wrong. The point of checking motives is to understand where the person is coming from. I'm not saying, let's say for example, you check the person's motives and this person had bad intentions. Eh, sabi ko na nga ba eh, iba-iba lang yung gusto niya. That's not the point. That's not the point. That's not the goal of this. The goal is for you to understand, to have more empathy towards the person. To have empi- to have compassion towards the person. When you see that the person has the wrong motives, I hope that we don't get so judgy and you know and so conclusive and say na, yan kasi dapat this person shouldn't have been here. Sana tumahimik na lang. That's not the point. The point is it gives you a chance to take the higher ground. And to and to check yourself kasi to be honest, sometimes maybe if you if you judge the person and then you realize that you have had a bad intention. Eddie, Eddie, wow, diba? Then you're both on, you know, the wrong side of the equation. And no one's winning. Both of you are going to lose. But I hope that before anything that we check our motives first. That's the first step. Check your motive. Because if your motive isn't right, you're in a good spot, my friend. Because what that allows you to do is it gives you the chance to recalibrate and to move towards the right direction. That's really the goal here. The goal isn't to prove who's right, who had the better idea, who had more favor, from it is, it's not even a popularity game who sino sino yung ano mas gusto ng who who gets the most agrees diba who who has you know more people on their side in the office that's not even the goal because see my friends if we're coming from that point you don't have a colleague you have an enemy and if you have an enemy in the workplace you're practically setting up the whole thing for failure because that enemy that you have supposed to be your colleague and i so i know i say this in a very idealistic manner because the truth of the matter is a lot of people in the workplace have enemies but just imagine with me imagine with me what your company would be like if you had less enemies and more colleagues in the workplace it would be a better place to work you probably won't even won't need a bigger salary because you'll be so happy working with that person just the joy of working that person will be more than enough for you. But why don't we have that? Because we fall into this notion that work politics, you know, is the norm. That it's normal to have bad conflicts. And sometimes it's just normal to have false harmony because it's just the best way to save face in this world where we're not checking our motives. Now, I'm not saying that one podcast will solve all of these problems. But I do want to make this into some sort of diagnosis. There is a problem, my friends, in the workplace that people are not checking their personal motives and putting so much assumption on other people's motives and it's causing so much rift in the workplace, so much disagreements, so much unhappiness. You know, one of the things that we're very vocal about here in Workaholic is that our goal here really is to 
help the 85% of people who are disengaged in the workplace. And many times it has a lot to do not with the work that they're doing, but the people that we're working with. And if you're here and you're saying that you're working with someone that you don't like, and you're working with someone who has bad conflict with you all the time, this is a great opportunity for you to check motives. Will it solve the problem overnight? Definitely not. I'm not saying, I'm not claiming that it will. It might need more work. You might need more team building. You might need to work with, you know, a people development expert like me. But please don't work with me. I don't have time anymore. Sorry. But I'm sure there are so many other work professionals out there or, you know, people development professionals. Start looking for someone who can who can allow for that for that healthy conflict in the organization. And it starts first with checking motives. Because when you realize, when you look at the mirror, you know, take the you know stop looking at the speck in your workmate's eye and look and discover that you have a plank in your own eye it will be such a big eye-opener my friends and more importantly if you're here and you're saying we have good conflict then this is good for you because it what it does is it it provides a check and balance for your company for your team for your department now before we actually go deeper in the conversation let's check our motives first before we come to the meeting, before we address an issue, before we talk to someone, we send a Viber message, a Slack message, get on a Zoom call with all the social distancing and the virtual work setups that we have, whatever it is. Before you get into that, check your motives and say, what do I really want to achieve out of this? Secondly is to check your colleague's motive. And please don't assume that you know your colleague's motive, by the way, huh? If you can, and if you're in a position to naman, you just ask your colleague, what, what, what's your goal? What's your objective out of this? You'll be surprised how many of your colleagues will actually be more than happy to be honest with you. And so that's what it does. As a wrap-up to all of this, really, what I really just want to get at is this, that work conflict can be helpful for us if it comes from the right place. If it comes from the right place, my friends. And I hope that it comes out of a place of respect and secondly, for the part that we have today, it comes out of place of empathy. Thank you so much for listening to this uh, episode and this series really about work work conflict. Uh, I know there's just so much more to cover. We'll probably circle back in this, in this conversation later on in the future. But I hope that this has added value to you. And if it has, then I hope that you can share it with a work colleague. Share it with someone that you know who's going through this kind of problem. And subscribe to this podcast if you haven't yet. You know, get it around. We would love for for more people to hear these kinds of ideas. Because in the same way that it has helped our company, and hopefully it's helped your company as well, there are so many other people out there who need this kind of help. Once again, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. My name is Kiko Mabilog. You're listening to Workaholic, a podcast that helps professionals to escape burnout and experience growth in their careers. Thank you and I'll see you again next week.